Uh, Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils. Alongside Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We got another game coming up this week for Arizona State football team. They're taking on the Oregon State Beavers. Seven and three Oregon State Beavers, Jesse. Woo. Ranked Oregon State Beavers. I'm so excited. They made it to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl last year, Jesse. Uh, I wanted the ASU to get to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Then we could have had Jimmy Kimmel. It would have been a whole thing. We could have had Jimmy Kimmel on. And we'll have Jill Kimmel. That's a sister. She does comedy in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get that. But you know what we did get? Some breaking news happened today. And unexpected news. Eno Benjamin was released by the Arizona Cardinals. And Jake, I want to get your initial reaction to uh, to this as uh, Eno Benjamin no longer a part of the Arizona Cardinals organization. So obviously everyone's initial shock was wow and why. And then you look at the Cardinals, originally came out of training camp with five running backs, one of which was Eno. And you look at who's actually played, who's rushed for the most yards, like who's been, granted it's because of injuries, but Eno's proven that he could at least start for the Cardinals and if not be the number two back change of pace back so it makes no sense as to why he got released although I did see Blake Murphy tweet that he had about a 1.4 million dollars that he would make if he was on the roster in 23 maybe the Cardinals are just trying to not spend over 10 because they already had to pay James Conner 10 million Um, but in terms of why Eno was released I couldn't tell you Uh, but I would love love to see the Bucks pick him up there was a potential (laughs) injury to Lenny yesterday and you could have a potential, you could have an Eno Benjamin and Rashad White backfield for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I would love nothing more than to see that. Yeah, my initial reaction Again, is... They never played together, but it would be nice... Until now. It would be nice for them yeah, to get to play together. Yeah, um, <laughs> my initial reaction to this is weird. Um, less than a month ago, on Thursday Night Football, Eno Benjamin had a fantastic game. He looked like he might be taking over the starting role from James Conner. And so I just think it's it's weird to see him released by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'm sure we'll find out more as to why. I don't want to speculate. Um, but, you know, as of now, I know Eno Benjamin, and this, we're recording this on Monday if more comes out later in the week. Uh, I, As of now, I have had nothing but... Uh, great interactions with Eno Benjamin, and he, I've, you know, he seemed like a, a good guy. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him go to Tampa. That'd be cool. Hopefully, we know more Wednesday when the next uh, episode of Hard Knocks in season comes out, and we'll be able to understand as to why this move was made. But I feel like it'll be on the next episode though, because no, they go, they, they kind of stop it at the the most recent game. So. This will probably be on next week's episode if they, if he gets cut. Na, na, na. I'll find out. Jake, you want to do the whole song or? I I, I do love the hard knock song. <laughs> do you like leave Schreiber like narrating it and everything? I like uh, Wolf was like the second voice on the show. Yeah, on the entire episode. How about that? Our friend Ron Wolfley. Very exciting. Um, 
So that's enough t- Cardinals talk because you can we can leave that to our friends over at Cardinals Corner. You can listen to Eric Ruby and Tyler Drake Rubes. every week, twice a week as they go over Drake. what happens within uh, the Arizona Cardinals organization. But now let's get back to the task at hand and Arizona State. Uh, they're taking on Oregon State this week, obviously seven and three. But we want to talk a little bit about. Who could possibly be the next head coach at Arizona State? We've heard some rumors, some rumblings. Sean Aguano is still in the race, obviously, because he's the interim coach at the point. Donnie Henderson talked about that a little bit today. This is Monday. He talked about how he would love to see Sean Aguano be the full-time head coach or take over as the full-time head coach for Arizona State. Well, he's already demonstrated that with us now. I mean, (laughs) I like Sean's approach, really. Um, it's a discipline that really you understand it before you can get it because he'll tell you in a minute if you're late okay there's no excuses there's consequences and once you lay that on the line right early you you don't have a problem it's when you have to vacillate back and forth trying to figure out how you draw the line but the line's already been drawn with these kids they know right now if if you miss something you're up at 5 30 in the morning that's it that that's your consequence and you don't have to beat the dead horse, so to speak. You just lay out the consequences and you move on. That's discipline. I mean, it's, it's like I told my son, and I'll tell you guys here. When I was brought up, there was only one rule in my house. Okay? And I grew up with seven kids. I was the oldest of seven. And my dad only had one rule. You know what it was? The do-right rule. If you had to think about it, it's wrong. Drop the mic. I'm gone. He actually did drop a mic. He got up, picked up one of the microphones that... We pass around his media, and then he dropped it and left. <laughs> oh, hopefully it's okay. No, it was. We checked it out. It was all good. Okay. I love pho- Donnie. It was man. a phenomenal press conference. Yeah, that was that was a very uh, football guy Well, that's quote. what I was going to say, because everything that you hear about Sean Aguano is you hear football, right? Yeah. Like, like every every time someone talks about Sean Aguano, you, you hear about the if someone's late to practice, you say, don't come back. Get out of here. But like, what, that's, ab- that's football. what about Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham? Yeah, that's been the rumors as Arizona guy. Here, I want to read uh, a little bit more of what Donnie said. Um, yes, was, please. When the question was asked to him, it was basically, "What is the perfect candidate?" Since you, since this is sec- Donnie's second tenure um, at Arizona State, his second time around, what makes a good Arizona State head football coach? And he said, "Well, you got one." You got the guy running it right now. You got a local guy that knows the people in the valley and knows all the high school coaches in this valley and wants the job. Um, and may, you know, I'm speaking as him. Maybe I'm speaking for him, but you got the perfect candidate. I mean, Sean has done a great job taking over this program and leading it in the direction we're in. End quote. So you're speaking for Donnie, who's speaking for Sean. I'm sp- not speaking for Donnie. I'm speaking as Donnie, who's Just speaking for Sean. For Aguana. Sean, maybe. Okay. Um, I would like Jesse, to here's, say, here, hold on. Yeah. I would like to say that they're two and four since Sean Aguano took over. I mean, that's so, exactly what Herm was, was it not? Or was he two? He was two, one, and one, two. one and two. Yeah. Never under 500 in terms of a season, other than this one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, he's he's got it on, he's got it on a better direction than Hearn did, but I think they could elevate it even Herm. further. But but I still think they should keep Aguano around for the Arizona recruiting. Yes, and I, that's something that I wanted to talk to you about real quick, Jesse, because we talked about this um, a little bit off air. How yeah, Arizona recruiting that'd be great to you know continue to 
or get this stronghold and and be the the school that gets all the five star Arizona kids. But you know, if you fall behind in Florida, California, Georgia, places Ohio, places like that you're not going to be able to compete at the highest level because those are the strongholds that you really need to get yeah, to Ar- compete at that high level. So Arizona has good high school football players. Yes. They, they've they've had a lot of good high school football players go on to Division One schools uh, and the NFL. Um, however, still Texas, Florida, yeah. California, Georgia, Ohio, uh, Ohio uh, Newport News, Virginia, um, just places like that are still really I mean I would probably put Arizona in the mix with like a Georgia or a Newport News Virginia Pennsylvania as well but like Florida Texas uh California those are the recruiting strongholds that's where you need there's, to there's get There's a lot of people that live there. That's a fine by the way. I will sign your it's over on your side, Jesse. Yeah, I, I know. I, I apologize. Yeah. That's that's a fine. Second fine that Go we probably will never see. Yeah, I, I I have a ten. I'm not gonna give you if you have a change for a ten. Anyway, anyway though, Arizona. Turn it off, Jesse. I don't know how to. All right, get, do it on the air, Jesse. While while we're doing this, bring the audience through. Mute what you're those trying notifications. To do. I don't even know where they're coming from. It's from teams. Yeah, you can blame Mitch for all this. I don't and even Kellen have Olsen teams right open now, talking in our. Arizona sports chat about the current Suns injury situation. Well, anyway, anyway, I want to get back continue to continue, and I'll and I'll go turn it off while you while I, you continue. Uh, you try to find the Teams app on my on my screen here, but anyway, um, Arizona needs to be like the fourth consideration for where you you recruit players because, like, yeah, Arizona kids are good, but like, why would you want them over? California, Texas. Well, how Florida. many five star recruits exist? Like twenty. Exactly. So, <laughs> what's after that? Four star. Okay, but that's my point. Is like, you may not be able to get all the five stars. The best schools will get the five stars, right? Because they have Auburn just opened up a ninety million dollar facility. Okay, no offense to Arizona State. They don't have that kind of money. They don't have that kind of money going into the programs. They could. It's the biggest school in North America. Yeah, okay. Yes, All but, right. but they don't. But what I'm but, saying But they is, should. But they don't. And they could. They could, yeah. If they get the right person to take over the job. Yeah, or, exactly. Or what we're talking about right now is the talent... Or if Sean Aguano is able to be that guy the, as well. The ta- no, no, but... The, ASU funding into the football program has nothing to do with the talent that's produced at the high school level in the state. Oh, yeah, right. But I'm saying I'm saying they need to get a guy who's not only going to recruit the Arizona guys is also going to go to California and go to Texas and go to Florida and all. Just recruiting places. Arizona kids is not going to. Uh, it's going to help. help. It's, it's going to help. Yeah, it's just not, It's not going to hurt. But like, I, I also kind of push back on the theory that like ASU's never really gotten Arizona kids. They got Nikhil Harry, who's like the best player the last Lucas. ten years. Chase Lucas. Uh, there's multiple players on there. Kyle Soley's an Arizona kid. Borgay. Borgay, Arizona kid. Like all these, ki- all these players are Arizona kids, and they're still average to below average. Which brings but, up my uh, point. They're Florida, not- Texas, California. If but, they got the players from there, they'd be there's only- much better, in my opinion. Okay, they did that though. We just saw they they just did. It, that. W- but it kind of got it kind of got uh, uh, taken off the tracks because yeah. you know Pierce had to go. But he was and he was the guy on that train. But my point is, when it comes to the five star kids just in Arizona, 
you don't have to get them because most likely you're not going to. That's Ohio State. That's Alabama. That's those schools that have the means to do whatever it is to get the best football players every single year. And ASU has those means, and they don't do it. But it's the biggest university in how, North America. Like, how is this so hard to <laughs> to put money into your athletic department and your football program and support NIL? And it's just it's just could be so easy. Why can't the school be into everything? I not think, just okay, not just academics. That, not just like everything should be top notch at Arizona State. It is the biggest university in North America. Okay. Everything should be good. While you live in the fantasy world, I'm going to live in the real world over here. <laughs> no, I'm living in... I, I, I'm. You're telling me what can happen? I'm telling you what is happening. Yeah. Well, I I strive for what can happen. All right, well, I'll deal with what is happening. See, this is, this is where we disagree. And what is happening is you can still get the four stars in Arizona. Yeah. Because if you can... Cause like we just said, there are only a handful of five stars, and you're not going to get a lot of them, especially not now. Why, why, why the hell would you go to ASU right now? They don't even know who their head coach is going to be next year. Fast forward a year from now. Whatever is coming from this NCAA investigation, let's say it's happened. You know what the result is and you're going forward. If you can build with four-star recruits from your own state, which should be the theoretically the easiest guys to convince to stay home and play in your own backyard in front of your fans, in front of your friends... You then can start building and getting the occasional five-star guy, and you have a full team. Not just a couple of guys who are big. Your team ends up not being that great, and then they go to the portal anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you where ASU has been very good in terms of recruiting over the past 10 years. It's been in the transfer portal. Because they got guys like Brandon Ayuk, they got guys like he was a JUCO recruit, right? This is this is transfer. They've been good at that too. Yeah. JUCO, yeah, they, guys. they've been really good. at Rashad Juco. White was a JUCO, very guy. good at Brandon Ayuk. Uh, uh, you talk about Jalen Strong, also a transfer, came into ASU uh, through through that route. Um, you got X Valade, who's been outstanding this year, who came in. So they've been good through that. So they could continue to grow through there. And hit on on those JUCO guys or those transfer guys or whatever it may be, and they start to get some of the four star Arizona guys. I, I think it'd be good, but like Jesse to Jesse's point, you also gotta you gotta try and get the four star guys at in those other states as well. Also, another area that I and I guess Ohio is technically the Midwest. I guess like half of it's the Midwest, half of it's the Northeast. Yeah. But uh, and like. Cincinnati's basically the South. Uh, so it's almost in Kentucky. But um, I think that you got to go after these like Midwestern offensive linemen because I think football. Dude, we got some big boys in Arizona. That's Yeah, but I'm talking about these guys that go to Iowa and they go to Wisconsin and are really good offensive linemen. And, you know, they go to Purdue. ASU has been pretty good at developing offensive linemen, though. Uh, like, I mean, LD, but Jeremy. We had two to go to the NFL last year. Yeah. This is this is with all due respect to Emmett Boley. Dude's from Northern State. He's a Northern okay, State. But that was transfer. a transfer just from this year. I'm just saying I'm just saying that the wins start at the line of scrimmage. So they need to go up to the Midwest. What about Kellen Deesh and Donovan West? And they you know, they're, they're pretty good. Uh NFL. But I'm talking about like these like top-notch O-linemen from the Midwest. How is it, like, bring a kid to his recruiting trip in November or December and see what he says about here compared to Iowa or Northwestern or Illinois or Wisconsin. 
probably going to like here a little bit more. That's what I'm saying. So it, it, winning starts at the line of scrimmage. Yes. And that's where they need to start with recruiting. They need to build an offensive and defensive line because we've seen time and time again they can't they can't protect the quarterback and they can't stop the run. That's what they need to that's what they need to work on is finding a great offensive lineman to start because for me it seems like Arizona and maybe I'm wrong here, Arizona produces way more skill guys than they do offensive linemen, defensive linemen. It seems it seems like, you know, you got the Keeley Ringos of the world, Brock Purdy, people like that, that are quarterbacks, corners, wide receivers, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Chase Lucas, defensive back. Like, uh, you know, to me, it, it they, you know, they need to go to areas of the country that are big on producing offensive and defensive linemen. I, I don't disagree with that. And, um, and they need to find a coach that's able to do that. So, you know, Dillingham, I don't know. I, I, or Oregon, they just lost. <laughs> ASU had the best defense in the Pac-12 last year. Right. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of those guys left. No, yeah. But at one point, you had the players. So if they continue, you know, that's because they they were uh, making sure to recruit out of California. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, if they continue to do that and they, they can bring in someone that can head recruiting, not not necessarily as the head coach, someone like one of the coordinators that's good at recruiting California or whatever it may be, then fine. How that's about this? With me. How about this? Here's what I think would be would be great. So you keep Sean Iguano as your running backs coach, director of Arizona recruiting. He's all yeah. in on Arizona. He's going for all the Arizona kids, hardcore recruiting them. And then you bring in somebody else. That's your nationwide recruiting coordinator. He's going for Florida, Texas, Midwest, California. I, I think that's, that would be a great strategy. And to go off of that, if you're able to get the four-star Arizona kids and you reach out to other places, let's say you get a couple of, you get one five-star from California and then you get a bunch of four-stars from other places, theoretically, no matter what happens, even if the team doesn't perform well, you got, you're going to have the out-of-state guys definitely going to go into the portal. And they're like, all right, I'm bouncing. I'm out of here. And then the next man up is not a question mark. It's okay. Well, we know who this kid is. And you can, and I'm not going to say like Bama, but you see these SEC schools. They just roll out a new running back, a new quarterback, <laughs> a new, it's just like, it's like they never, they never lost anybody because the next guy up is just as talented, if not more talented. You know, I would, I would like to say though, that I think there's another component to why ASU doesn't land Arizona kids. You know, I went to high school in Virginia, right? Like, yes, this is the perfect one. Cause uh, I'm from here. Uh, like, yeah, like this is, and you know, I'm I almost went to Virginia Tech, and uh, I decided not to, partially because you know I didn't want to go to school with like half of my high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, I you know, I had some friends at my high school, but none of them were going to Virginia Tech. Well, a couple were, uh, but like I'm a play recruiter right now. But you're about to come to the biggest school in the country. You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna meet a hell of a lot more people. You might yeah. not even see those old classmates of yours. You're gonna be on the football team, son. Yeah, but like still, but my parents are gonna be in town. Like that. Like I don't. I, you know, I you I don't might. Gotta, you don't gotta go see them. Yeah, but like half hour away. 
Yeah, but that, but like the parents well, are going to. Ins- no, no, don't hurt her. <laughs> yeah, but the parents. Hey, shut up. <laughs> but but the parents, you know, like I, I love, you know, I love my parents, but there was a few things that I I didn't want to follow that were their rules, and that was you know uh, one of the reasons why ASU attracted me is because you know it was far away from home. We'll get you a place to live on campus. Yeah, but again, like dining hall. The the uh, what? Your mom gonna follow you to to, to your apartment? You never know. <laughs> you never know. So that that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that a lot of kids in state don't just want you know they want to change the scenery. They want to go check out a school in Texas or something. I stayed here. Yeah, that's you, <laughs> Jake. This goes back to my point. There's, there's to different people, point earlier. But how tall are you, Jake? Six foot. How much did you weigh in high school? Uh, what year? When, when you played offensive line, when I when I left high school, when you played offensive line, yeah, I, I played D line. I got hurt playing D line. Yeah, uh, about two fifty. That's what that's what uh, Arizona's. Uh, that's what Arizona's. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that's Arizona's offensive and defensive yeah, line. So I went. To, so I went to a. I went to a Saguaro game. I covered Saguaro this Arcadia. Goes to Jesse's point. I, I covered Saguaro, Saguaro or Tucson Saguaro with an H. It's the one out in the East Scottsdale. Valley. Sag so Sag you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, there, hey, I'm from hey. There's two Saguaros here. One's with an H. It's from Tucson. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyway, I went to the SAGU. And here's Keely Ringo. He's looking like Sundays. He's 16 years old. <laughs> I was there, too. Yeah, 16 years old. This. You look at the offensive line, you're like, those look like high school kids. And you look at Keely Ringo, he's looking like Sundays. So that's just my... my that's what's Arizona. he doing now? He's looking Game like Sundays. winning interceptions looking in like the natty and pick six after... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but again... But again, he plays for Georgia. I'm talking about, and this conversation has gone on way too long. <laughs> I'm just talking about you got to start with the offensive and defensive line, and then build from there. Go to the running game, quarterback, wide receivers, and then like here, Arizona's producing Jakes. That's fine. It's nah, fine. I, we, we, love we, Jake. we actually have people who have gone on to play for Oklahoma State. Six foot two fifty. There's your, there's your not, defensive tackle. But they're not. I was small. I'm I'm a, I'm not a big person. Like football people are. But you're not from Florida. No, I, I know here. a lot of big guys from Florida. I went to high school with a lot of them. Uh, okay, d- okay. <laughs> let me let me let me put something into perspective. So my high school was Mark like Andrews is from here. Yeah, he tight end, <laughs> skill position, skill position guy. <laughs> kind of on the offensive line, but not really. One and one He's against a great blocker. Went one and one this. against him in high school. By the way. Okay. Well, anyway, did you tackle him ever? No, I I can just picture Jake just huffing it down the field. Well, Mark Andrews just I, I, absolutely I, I, destroyed well, he him. He was a wide receiver, so I never. Was really near him, right? But you chased clo- him down. I right? was closer to Kyle Allen. Like I almost, almost, which means I didn't. Skill I, possession, by the way. Yep, I almost, exactly. I almost got to Kyle Allen before he threw a touchdown pass to Mark right in my face. That's the that's the closest I got to those two. Commanders are great. Kyle Allen. Oh gosh, it was so bad. <laughs> um, uh, this, yeah, like you said, this conversation has gone on way too. No, long. I just, I just wanted to say one thing though before we move on. So my high school went undefeated. Uh, in my my sophomore year, right? And so mine too. Yeah, my high school goes <laughs> my high school goes undefeated in the regular season. Wins we their didn't. first wins their first one or two playoff games, right? Then we get to playing a Tidewater team that had a bunch of guys uh, going D one. Yeah, with like these absolutely massive offensive linemen, we got absolutely killed. Well, so I'm telling you, you that's gotta. What I'm saying. You, I, I don't at, see those guys in, in Arizona. Look, I, I've called enough high school football this year for me to say that I've not seen those guys. And yes, I'm calling Phoenix Union schools, but I also called Boulder Creek and Boulder Creek. I called South Point Catholic. Did not see. I saw a defensive end that was pretty. 
that was pretty big. But even him was he was like two thirty five. So here's here's where I'll finish this, and and then we'll move on to Oregon State. B. John Robinson. I know he's a skill position. <laughs> skill <laughs> position guy. Bring me an offensive lineman. Uh, I got hurt by a South Point offensive lineman. He's six five, three hundred pounds. They're good. They're a good team. Do it in the. Do it in the state championship more than once. We beat them as a 13 seed. Yeah. Here's Please, where, where I'll say it matters the most. Last year in the FCS championship game, who played? It was North Dakota State against Montana State, right? This was exciting. Montana State got absolutely run off the field. You know why? Big offensive line. Big offensive line at North Dakota State. Montana State in Montana, they don't produce very many offensive linemen there. So what does North Dakota State do? And, and they go out and they recruit the offensive linemen from the Midwest, and they bring them in, and and they just run all over people. This might be the lowest moment of our show, sitting here talking about FCS football, but I, it works. I do want to say I, the last thing I want to say about the whole recruiting aspect and uh, who they're going to hire and everything. ASU got to be committed to NIL. If they're going to have any success going forward, they got to be committed to NIL. New coach has got to be committed to NIL. Um, like it or hate it, you you have got to accept it. Let's just say that. You either like me or you leave me alone. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, it's just terrible. Um, Is that a J- That's a Jay-Z line, right? Yeah. Okay. We had Bloomer said it on the air the other day. Um, thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Really, really adding. So let's get to Oregon State now because I, I think that's what people are probably here to listen to. Totally, a hundred percent. Everybody cares about the three and seven team against the seven and three team. Eighth yeah, in the Pac twelve. Totally, for State. they're they're climbing the board. Okay, um. yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I I let I I think the more interesting conversations are the future of this program at this point. But yes, we still have two games left, and Oregon one of State, them really matters. Oregon State's very good. Fifty uh, eighth in offense, twenty uh, eighth in defense. But but Jake, ASU is nineteen and one in their last twenty home games against Oregon State. Who can tell me when the last home loss against Oregon State was? Two thousand one. No. Two thousand two. No. Two thousand three. No. Two thousand. No. Nineteen ninety nine. Two thousand nine. You're oh. getting there. <laughs> I should have just kept going up. Since nineteen sixty nine, ASU is nineteen and one at home against Oregon State. Wow. They're very good against Oregon State. Now, will that will that show this week when Se- senior no. day? Seemingly, the players have nothing to play for at this. Why point? is Senior Day and Homecoming on the same day? Like, isn't Homecoming supposed to be a little earlier in the so year? The thing for Oregon State, they've had like a quarterback thing going on all season where they always do. Where Chase Nolan was just really bad this year, like seven touchdowns, eight picks. He he was terrible. Sounds like an OSU QB if I've ever heard one. And then Ben, oh man, I'm going to butcher this. Goldbranson? Gilbranson? Gilbert it's uh he's been good. So seven touchdowns, three picks. Not uh, you know, not the best, but he's thrown for over 1000 yards. I think the so backup's going to be playing. So it's it's going to be he, Ben. Cuz he's been in concussion protocols for the last like 3 4 weeks, the starter. Yeah, so Ben is going to play. He, he, last week against Cal, 15 for 23, two touchdowns, 137 yards. So it's not necessarily all on the on the on the passing game for Oregon State. You know where it is? It's the Damian running Mar- game. It's Damian Martinez. And guess what? ASU not great about starting about stopping the run. Um, matchup wise, this is not a good game for ASU. No, Oregon State loves to run the football. The last four games, 
for Martinez. 105 yards, 107 yards, 178 yards, 111 yards. He's got three touchdowns. Surprised he's not playing quarterback at Nebraska. <laughs> Jeremy, you asked what are they playing for. That was a question asked to Donnie Henderson yes. earlier today. And he had actually a pretty good answer, I thought. It was, well, you're playing for the seniors. Yes. And then you're playing for the state. Because you know, ASU has to play in the Territorial Cup against U of A. Yeah, that's the game, game I think they will get up for. I do not think they will get up for this game. I don't care that it's senior night. It's your final home game in this stadium. And you know, I and I thought I didn't know Sun Devil Stadium was closing <laughs> for the seniors, Jesse. <laughs> what what happened? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> That's what you play for. It's your last game in this stadium in front of the home fans. Like, and you're still, and even if you're not a senior, if you're looking to transfer, you got to put something on film that's going to make you going to be wanted by other teams. You know, I was walking past some former players a couple weeks ago at the UCLA game. And when the lights were going down and the the players were about to run out onto the field, I heard one of them, I don't know who it was, but I heard one of them say, man, I miss this. You're going to miss this. It's our last time running out onto the field. You're going to miss this. <laughs> what song is You're that? You're going to want this. Oh Trace Adkins, you know, remember I told you, Jeremy, that my, no, I told Max this. My first concert was uh, Trace Adkins, the honky tonk, but donk You're going to wish guy. his days hadn't gone by so fast, Jeremy. Yeah, there you go. He knows the song. <laughs> Jake, you, you told me the other day you're not even a country music fan. Talking about it, I went to Stillwater, I went to a honky tonk. <laughs> that wasn't in Stillwater, it was in Austin. Yeah. No, but, no, the concert was in Stillwater. I thought it was in Austin. No, I we went to Austin because my friends were driving up from Austin, and I wanted to visit the city. Randy Rogers Band, that's like yeah, man. super honky tonk. They they got like fiddles and no, and it was. Steel guitar I, had a, and, I had a ton of fun. Yeah, I didn't the, know a single word, but I had a ton a, of fun. A rollicking time, as I as I would call it. Also, something that uh, to look out for if Emory Jones is the starter again. We're recording this on Monday, so we have no idea who's starting this week. Um, Paul Tyson? Yeah. No. Okay. So. The Oregon State defense forces a lot of turnovers. Yeah. So um, if Emory is the starter, or I mean, like I, Borgay's been throwing a lot of picks recently too. So he's a one pick a game guy. Yeah. Can we just pick this game so we can move on to the men's basketball team? Yeah. Okay. What do you want? Tell me. What, uh, do, you, what do you want to happen? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, all, obviously, all I want ASU to win, but uh, Oregon State's going to win thirty five fourteen. Jeez. You really think that much? I don't think it's going to be an embarrassing loss. I, th- I still think they lo- starts. I can't I still think like they I lose. like I said. Uh, ASU is going to get up for U of A. Not this game. I'm going to say 24-16 because they go for two twice and get it twice. They do like going for two. Well, well, will their uh... because be- crap. When did the long snapper get ejected? He which is going to be playing the whole game today. He got ejected in the first, first half? half? I don't yes. remember which, if yes. it was in the first half. It was the half. first half. It was very early in the game. Okay. So maybe they, I'm maybe they, kick, maybe they kick extra points this time. Maybe they do. Carter Brown. Carter, yes. Carter, not Connor Jeremy Carter. <laughs> I keep forgetting people's names, man. I'm having a day. Um, do we have a governor yet? No. Okay. By the time this episode is out, hopefully. Okay. Um, hopefully we'll know. Jeremy, you're supposed to know these things. You're 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 a news reporter here. I try my best. Um, yeah, I think ASU makes a fight. I don't think they win. I think they make it close. How about twenty three to fourteen? 
Okay. Yeah. A couple touchdowns for ASU. Okay. Yeah. Or they could do a touchdown, a field goal, and two safeties. Two safeties. <laughs> Don't underestimate Iowa. <laughs> That's how Iowa would win. They would win 14 to 10 with a field goal, two safeties, and one touchdown. Didn't they didn't they win a game this year with 14 points without getting a touchdown? Uh that might have happened. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It was, I think it was 14 to 7 though. Yeah. Yeah, they're about they're they're uh Almost in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West. They have the worst I, offense I I've just, ever seen. I don't Kurt Ferentz just does this every year. He somehow figured out how to win the worst possible way. I just don't but wins it. are wins. I, that that whole division is just... I, like, if no one can see right now, I'm just like... Are UCLA eyes. and USC going to provide some offense to the Big Ten West? Maybe. Or are they... Bo- or, or or one of the is one of them going to be put in the Big Ten East be, just because it's funny? <laughs> <laughs> or what if they go away from divisions like the Pack has? Yeah, I just can't wait for I just can't wait for Piscataway, New Jersey, Rutgers, USC, like half full stadium. It's going to be mostly USC fans. Yeah, half full stadium still though, because who's making that trip? Reggie Bush will be there. Yeah, and his Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was wearing Ohio State stuff the other day. Weird, so strange. Well, I don't think he really has. Well, any it's, it's probably because it's, to USC it's, anymore. It's probably because he didn't go there. It's probably because technically win- none of those games happened, Jeremy. Wendy's color, just like the Michigan, uh, just <laughs> yeah. like the Chris Webber. Yeah, Chris Webber never called that timeout because yeah. that game never happened. Technically, yeah. Check the record books. Yeah. Well, uh, nope. Ohio State and Wendy's they kind of have the same colors, and they didn't take that trophy away from him. Can we uh, get to... The men's basketball team. Yeah, it's very bad. The women's team plays against uh, Montana State coming up pretty soon here. It's tomorrow night. It's going to be exciting. Tuesday. I will publish this tomorrow. Is Jeff Munn going? Uh, I believe so. I should have told him. I'm, I'm, I, I got to give him restaurant recommendations. I got to text him. Jeremy, nobody wants your restaurant recommendations. You'll be recommending like... You don't what? want me to tell him about the Rock and R bar? No, Jeremy, your restaurant... On Main Street Jeremy, I'm in sorry. Bozeman, Montana. Je- Jeremy, your restaurant recommendations are like, <laughs> where can you get the best plain grilled cheese? Uh, I can make that at home. Fun story. So me and my fiance went to the Rock and R bar and... Uh, Seems meaningless. This was mid middle of the pandemic. We were the only ones with masks on, obviously. And then uh, we we read an article the next week that it was shut down for letting too many people in. And you were one of them. Yes. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't eat indoors during the pandemic, except when I went to Montana and there was like one case in the county. I ate inside my own home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Of course I did that. <laughs> indoors. It's pretty hot out there during the summer, you know? <laughs> the men's basketball team, though. The, uh, yeah, shout out to the, take shout out to the, the women's option. team. We're, we're looking forward to them. Uh, They're 2-0. Oh. Uh, I'm still State. not impressed, though, overall. Well, I, I hope that they can pull it out tomorrow. Here, here's Montana the thing. State. Here's the thing. They have two wins, no losses. Uh, they looked better on Friday than they did on Tuesday. But men's team, I thought they were turning a corner, and then they didn't. I didn't say it on this show, but Jesse, tell everyone so that they can hear who said that they were going to lose to who they lost to yesterday. Uh, Jeremy said that they were going to lose to Texas Southern. I did. Um, off off air, I have receipts. Yep. Um, J- well, because... Here's the thing. They're looking ahead to playing in Brooklyn. They are underestimating a team that made the tournament last year. Made the tournament the year before. 
Why do you sound like Cowherd? This is a tournament team that they played yesterday. Or two days ago now. <laughs> two days ago. It's Sunday. Uh, Frankie Collins no, again. That, that was yesterday. Today is Sun- Monday. Today is Monday. Frankie Collins again. Just fantastic so far this season. Yeah. I want to see them play Michigan in Brooklyn. You want to see the Frankie Collins revenge yeah, game? revenge game. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Which Cambridge bro said that they wanted it? Devin. Uh, here's the thing. They are an interesting offensive team, to say the least. They got two guys in double figures yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's yesterday, Jeremy. Uh, they, they're an interesting offensive team, to say the least. Um, I don't think that they're very good offensively. Um, How good was Warren Washington yesterday, though? He was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but, like, they Seven lost... Jer- Jeremy, they, they, lo- they lost to Texas Southern. Yeah, but 10 points, 14 rebounds, 4 blocks... Give me more of that. The offense needs to be better. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the three-point percentage. And they, they need to play better down the stretch. So, on Thursday when I covered the game, they were absolutely annihilating NAU. And then NAU kind of made it a game late. Yeah. And then yesterday, they were up big late and then blew it again. So, they need to figure out how to close games. And the offense just, again, needs to flow better. Boakji is not getting in. Zero points. On, in seven he's played minutes. a little bit. It, like he's just not getting in the game. Um, it, it, they're shooting twenty one percent from beyond the arc, like in 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 games that they cannot do that. Yeah. So, so there's there's a lot of improvement on the offensive side of the ball. I would say the defense has been pretty good, um, except for late in the game, um, which is when you need to have your best defense. So yeah, uh, not exactly impressed there. Yeah, it hasn't been fun. <laughs> it really hasn't. No. But, um, it's and they're, yes, they have, they're two it, and one. Thank but. goodness it's early. Thank goodness they they have time to to continue to gel as a team and and get that chemistry going. Obviously, Marcus Bagley didn't play against Texas Southern. Hopefully, he plays this weekend or this later this week against Wednesday. Yeah, in Brooklyn, VCU, VCU, my mom's alma mater, the Commonwealth. Um, yeah, but Bagley's been good. Collins has been good. DJ Horn had really one really good game. Yeah, I was there. Fantastic. And then yesterday, nine points. Somehow got seven rebounds. He's what six foot one. He's short, but he's getting in there. He's getting he's getting down and dirty. But like, I want guys like I I want guys to to play as hard as he, like if the shot's not falling for DJ Horn. He's getting in there and, and getting and the rebounds, and he's doing other things. We should also mention that Marcus Bagley missed a game. I just said that. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, Bagley missed a game, uh, so that's a, a bad sign uh, because he's missed so many games in the I, past. Yeah, I, I, I think years. he'll be back. I think he'll be back yes. quicker this time, but yeah. still, it's just not a good sign. Um, so. We'll see, but as of now, I'm just not that encouraged. I am excited to see what happens on Wednesday, and then we'll either panic or we won't. <laughs> yeah, I just can't wait to uh, see ASU go go against VCU. It's Jake. cool. I, I don't really know if this counts as a breaking news sounder, but Devil's Digest 10 minutes ago tweeted... Uh, that they had received a statement from ASU uh, in regards to the head coaching search for football. And it says, quote, Jed Hughes of Corn Ferry is assisting us in the national search for our next head football coach. The firm's experience, expertise, and background are outstanding, and its focus on our ongoing search will be an ex- 
will be extensive and efficient. Sean Aguano remains under consideration for the permanent position and will be given the full opportunity to participate in the formal process, end quote. Corn Ferry, they sponsor a golf tour? Yeah, the minor leagues of golf, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to help us find our, quote, minor league football coach because it's basically minor league football at this point. Yeah. But, it, yeah. it, no, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited for Sean Aguano to be able to be in the process because I think he's a great guy. I think the kids really respond to him. And, uh, and hopefully... Um, Hopefully for his sake that he gets he does get a fair shake like they're saying that he's going to. Um, Jesse, Jake, anything else on the basketball team before we get going? Or uh... Uh, no, but I do want to mention this before we leave uh, today. I mean, we're we're having fun, obviously, but there are uh, bigger things in the world, uh, and I, you know, obviously near and dear to my heart, being from Virginia, uh, there was a shooting involving three. University of Virginia football players, and uh, they were they were shot and killed um, yesterday on or Sunday if you're listening on Tuesday. Um, and Sean Aguano actually he started his press conference today for ASU talking about this, and I did want to play this sound because I just really respected Sean Aguano for opening up his press conference with this because again this is way bigger than you know coaching search recruiting you know whatever else we. I talked about today. I kind of want to start, uh, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the Virginia community. One of our uh, players uh, had one of his close friends, Jordan Clark, uh, one of his friends was involved. Um, and so um, he's doing okay. Um, and But I uh, just wanted to put that out there before we get started. So, yeah. Thoughts to Jordan Clark and his friends and his family and everyone involved and you know, it, it's really, really sad, obviously. And, you know, the football team has to go through this and the whole community uh, but, of Virginia. And I just, yeah, props to Sean Aguano for obviously starting off. Yeah, I think that we can say, like, without a doubt, that Sean Aguano is a great guy. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I, this, this furthered that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's a part of Arizona State. Let's just say that. Absolutely. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for that. I really appreciate it. And obviously, thoughts and prayers go out to yep. the community of the University of Virginia. Um, yeah, but that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Make sure to tune into our continuing coverage of ASU Athletics this week on State of the Sun Devils. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils and at Arizona Sports. You can also check out Jake's writing on ArizonaSports.com. For Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. Have a good rest of your week. Ciao.